is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest has laser accuracy in her prophetic word. This woman has the most outrageous miracles that you have ever, ever heard of. Are you ready to hear from her? Now, I love it. You not only prophesy, but she raps when she prophesies. Now, I, I happen to be a real fan of Prime Minister Netanyahu, and I therefore I know his family name, nickname is Bibi. Mm -hmm. You didn't have a clue. Not a clue. You didn't know, know any of this. 1984. Oh, oh it was way before. Yeah, way before. So, could you wrap that prophecy right now? If you ask, I certainly will. Thank you. Um, it was a rainy night in September, and I remember it well because we were singing a song in church, and suddenly I began to tell that God said, He Almighty had a little BB that was a man with a plan in the midst of the land. And He said, Now is a time as never before. He'll be like David, and He knows what's in store, and His cry will be night and day. You cannot have the land. You cannot take it away. I have a little BB, and He is in store, more powerful than a nuclear warhead, because this little man will do what God said. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> no, you have to tell me. Who in the world did you think BB was? I had no idea what it was. Uh, I, I knew the, the uh, comparison was David had five smooth stones to take Goliath's head, and it was an unlikely match. But I believe it was the word of, of David's mouth that took the head, the authority of Goliath before the rock hit. And I believe that there are those men and women that have the faith of God working in their lives. And when they begin to say, no, you cannot do this, and what's backing them up is all of heaven. So we look at unlikely candidates and we see, don't look at their natural ability, look at the supernatural ability. And if God can take a little BB and beat up a nuclear warhead, that impresses me. It, it does me too. <laughs> okay, you're five years of age, your dad's off to war, your mother's in another town working, you're living with your grandparents, and unfortunately you're home alone a lot, but you had a mysterious visitor. Well, you know, this is such a wonderful story because uh, during time of war, things are very, very uncomfortable. And of course, dad was at war, like you say, mother was working, and I was with my grandparents. And in the morning, they'd give me a little fruit jar of water and some peanut butter, and they would say, now you play outside, and from, from the age five, 
I would go outside, sit under a gumball tree, and I had fun. It was just all there. There was no toys. There were no people. There was no interaction. And my grandmother never smiled. She would just never smile. And my grandfather came in and he said, Ruth, he said, the, the, <laughs> the rodeo's in town. And I saw her smile and I thought, I don't know what a rodeo is, but if it makes this old lady smile, this is <laughs> the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So the next day I'm out playing under my gumball tree and I'm dirty and I'm making things with mud and I hear music. And I'd never heard music before. We didn't have radio, didn't have TV, nothing like that. I heard music. And into my little mind, it must be the rodeo. It was something about the rodeo. And suddenly the sky opened, a golden staircase came down, and uh, we were on the Washita River. My grandfather was a commercial fisherman, and we lived on the water. It was a very dangerous place. And I saw this man come down the staircase, walked on top of the water, walked over to where I was. My grandmother had said, do not talk to strangers. Well, this was the strangest stranger I'd ever seen. And the only thing that I had to fashion this with, with my mind, was he was with the rodeo. So he came up to me and he looked at me and I'm nasty and I'm dirty and I'm forsaken and it's sad and uh, no one to tell you what to do or to train you. And he says, what are you doing? And I says, I'm making stuff out of dirt. And he says, I've done that before. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, hey, mister, are you with the rodeo? And he says, I'm here for a roundup. And I said, how did you come down those stairs? And he said, you see that stair? He said, someday you will bring millions of people up this staircase. And he said, I said, well, what's your name? What am I going to call you? And he says, I'm your friend and you'll never be lonely again. Now, that was 70 years ago, and I've been a happy, clappy person since then. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. But, okay, I'm going to fast forward. You're married. You have a uh, three-year-old daughter, and tragedy a tragedy, she cuts her finger off. We were at my mother and father's home, and when you, we have five children, and when you have five children, there's always somebody's hollering. Somebody's got something, and I heard this scream, and then there is a scream that a mother hears, I believe, that alerts everything in you. And we ran in, and Kathy, was, she was three years old. She was laying on the floor. Blood was everywhere. We didn't know where it was coming from. And so my child is laying there, and she's bleeding, and, and my husband gets, uh, he took a rag, and we realized it was her finger, and her finger was gone. And he says, I'm going to the hospital. He said, call the hospital ahead of time. That was before they had emergency rooms ready to go at any time. I got in the car, and Kathy is chewing gum and looking out the window, and she's not crying, but George is crying. And I said, what's going on? And he says, I just prayed, and I asked God, you know, God, just take away the pain. I'll do anything. I'll serve you all the days of my life. He said, you've got to say that, too. And I said, I'm not saying that. And he said, he said, you've got to say it. And I said, no, I don't have to say it. And he says, Clarice, he says, what do you want? And I said, I want a new finger. I want a new fingernail and I want a new bone. I just want, if this is a God of miracles, that's one I want to know. I want to know a supernatural God. He said, you can't make a deal with God. I said, I just made a deal. And so we got to the hospital. The doctor comes in and he says, where's the finger? Well, it never occurred to us to get the finger. So I called my dad and I said, did you find Kathy's little finger? He said, oh, honey, he says it was in the door. And he said, I took it through it in a trash can. Oh, I, said, no. I said, it had coffee grounds and cabbage leaves and everything. I said, get it, put it in the ice and bring it to the hospital. Well, by the time he got there, the doctor says, it's too late. You can't sew it on. I'm telling you, something came over me. I said, you sew that finger on. He says, I'm not going to sew it on. I said, yes, you're going to sew it on. And he said, if she moves, he says, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give her any, any anesthetic. He says, it's, uh, oh, he gave me all the reasons. And I said, Kathy, this man is going to sew your finger on. Don't cry. And she looked up at her daddy, and she said, Daddy, you got the prettiest eyes. And she went to sleep. And that never moved. 
and the doctor sewed the finger on. Three days later, we were taking a bath. The doctors had said, it's black, there's no blood, it can't possibly take. And my mother-in-law was giving, giving her a shower and the phone rang and she left and she said, Kathy, don't get your little hand wet. Now you tell a three-year-old that. You know, they don't quite grasp it. And she goes, and when she comes back, uh, Kathy's tub is full and she's swimming all over the place and the bandage is floating in the tub. And my mother-in-law picked up the bandage and there was Kathy's finger. And she says, oh, honey, your little finger came off. And she says, it's all right, grandmother, I got a new one. New bone, new finger, new fingernail. Now, that is, Yay. That, that is that's normal, <laughs> according as defined by the Bible. So, <laughs> you are one sick young woman. Yes. She was so sick, and she heard there was a woman coming to town by the name of Catherine Coleman. So she went to that service. Uh, uh, you're sitting in the back there, but she has what's known as a word of knowledge, and you know she's talking to you. What was wrong with you, by the way? Well, I had tuberculosis, and I had asthma, and I had allergies, and I, I was just sick. Been 13 years, uh, I'd had to sleep sitting up because I couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a serious thing. She comes out and she was so unique and uh, she, she said, have you been waiting long? You know, and like that, I thought, yeah, about 30 years. But it's a, <laughs> the, the uh, but, but she came out and she stopped and she said, dear Jesus. And she had these long sleeves with bracelets on. She said, there's a woman there and she's sick. She's very, very sick. And when she said that, my whole body starts shaking. And I'm sitting there trying to look as, as like a bump on a log. I didn't, because I saw people fall down when she prayed for them. I didn't know what that meant. It terrified me. I wasn't about to go up there. And <laughs> so I'm sitting back there and I'm about to miss my healing. And this woman named Maggie that would walk around and, and she- I, I knew. You knew Maggie, Maggie walked up to me and she said, you are experiencing healing. I said, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not sick. On top of being sick, I was a liar. I mean, just don't <laughs> And so, I said, Catherine, that's when she stopped and pointed her finger and she says, oh, this woman is so stubborn, she'll need a sign. It was like the top of my head opened up and I had the St. Vitus dance. I was shaking all over. And I said, I, Maggie looked at me, she says, now will you go up and confess your healing? Yes, ma'am. And so I'm going up there and Catherine stops and people, we had about 3,000 people in the auditorium at that time. And she just walked up and she put both hands and she says, oh, such as I have, I give it to you. And I thought, well, wonder what that means. And immediately I was thrown across some invisible force, picked me up, threw me 15 feet across the room and I landed under Dino's piano and it was the sweetest place I'd ever been. And immediately my life changed. Immediately. What happened to all these physical conditions? They were gone. I was instantly healed. That was in 1971. It's never come back. Okay, but here is the amazing thing. She got more than a healing. Guess what happened? She goes into an elevator. Now, remember, she knows nothing about being overcome by the spirit or it's called slaying in the spirit. She knows nothing about this, but it happened to her. So she's in an elevator, right, shortly thereafter. What happened? Well, they had about 10 people in the elevator and we were going in, and when I stepped in, all 10 of them fell to the floor. And I didn't know what that was. I thought eventually I'm going to have to have shields made for my hand. If I bumped into anybody, they fell <laughs> out. <laughs> what, what's this all about? And so I decided to take the stairs. And we had about 20 people fall down the stairs when I would just pass by. <laughs> that lasts for six weeks. 
I didn't know what to do with it. I, I'm sure. Okay, but you know, you have the most ridiculous miracles. Ridiculous. I don't ridiculous. even know where, where, where to go. But in your own home, tell me about what happened to your son, Trey. Well, Trey was 12 years old, one boy and four girls. And he was a bit mischievous. He had red hair and the personality to go with it. So uh, I was going someplace and I said, honey, don't leave the house today. I'll be back at noon. And of course, I guess he forgot that I said that. And he went out and there was a, a container that somebody had thrown uh, battery acid away. And he didn't know what it was in it. It was a, and, you know, boys, guys, they got a kick. And he kicks this thing down for about two blocks. And then he decided to open it and it exploded. Well, acid, when it burns you, it burns you like a million ice picks on you. You know, it just went. And to get relief, it burned him in his face, on his chest, and on his arms. And he dove into a ditch nearby. And of course, what he was doing is pressing mud into all those holes, which is a terrible thing to do. I'm sure it was an angel that picked him up, physically picked him up, put him in, uh, ran him two blocks to home and my daughter Deborah and Rebecca were there and he says get the get the boy to the hospital now I'm not home George is out ministering I'm out ministering and my 17 18 year old daughters are there trying to take care of this 12 year old boy that is resistant and they take him to the hospital and the doctors look and says he's got second and third degree burns he's left blind and there's no way we can clean these wounds because it tears the skin apart I mean the diagnosis was terrible and they couldn't find me and so they called my mother-in-law. Now, my mother-in-law is an incredible woman. I mean, she doesn't know what no meant. She went to the hospital. She said, can you do anything for him? They said, all we can do is wait. She says, I got a better doctor. You've got Dr. Man, I got Dr. Jesus. And she got him, picked him up, brought him home. And uh, he came in, I came in, I heard what was going on. And I said, honey, let you me explain something to you. If you don't understand, if you can't hear my voice, if you don't understand authority, you open the door for demonic attacks upon your life. And I said, you confessed that what you did was wrong. I will forgive you and make intercession and God will heal you. He said, I was wrong, shouldn't have done it. I mean, which is immediately responded. And faith cometh by hearing. And I had a, a teaching from a, a woman um, that, that had been born helplessly deformed and God appeared to her. Betty Baxter, you may have heard the story. My son listened to it and he says, do you believe that's true? And I said, yes, he's 12 years old. He said, if God will do it for that woman, he'll do it for me. And he got up with second and third degree burns on his face, on his chest, on his arm, skin hanging, undid himself and went and got in the bathtub and came back in 15 minutes. There was not a mark on his body. Now, this has to be one of, one of the most amazing stories I have ever heard. Clarice Fluitt bumps into someone called the God Maker. I want to hear that story when we come back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Call now and get Dr. Clarice Fluitt's Ridiculous Miracles Package, which includes her powerful book, Ridiculous Miracles, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Seeing the Invisible Clearly. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9374. The key resource in the Ridiculous Miracles Package is Dr. Clarice Fluitt's book, where you will read powerful true stories of people healed of cancer, blindness, deafness, and other disabilities, and even those who were raised from the dead. Through 
Through this book, you will gain the awesome power of unyielding faith. Begin to access God's blessings and promises. Understand how to obtain your healing. Receive a supernatural impartation on how to live every day in the miraculous. You will also receive Dr. Clarice Fluitt's three-part audio CD teaching, Seeing the Invisible Clearly. She will share with you how to bring those victories from the heavenly realm into the natural realm to see the invisible clearly and make it a reality. Through this powerful series, you will clearly understand that God desires to answer when you call out to Him. Learn how to avoid things that will keep you from clearly hearing God's voice. Discover that hearing God's voice will cause you to develop a real hunger for intimacy with God. Find out as you consistently hear His voice, He will lead you into fulfilling your God-given destiny. Understand how not to be led astray by other voices, especially in the end times that we are living in. Powerful prayers and declarations are included in the book and audio CDs. Don't miss out on getting Dr. Clarice Fluitt's Ridiculous Miracles Package, which includes her powerful book, Ridiculous Miracles, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Seeing the Invisible Clearly. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9374. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9374 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Um, my problem is there's so many amazing stories and teachings that you have, Clarice, but one of my favorite stories is the God Maker. Tell me about that. I was in Malaysia doing a series of meetings with the late, great Daisy Osborne, and we had one day off, and we went to the oldest town in Asia called Malacca. And when we were there, they were having a great celebration similar to what would be uh, Mardi Gras. And we got into the town, cobblestone, very narrow street. There was no way to get out. There was no room in the end. There was no way to go forward, no way to go backwards. And where we were, there, in, in all of Asia, they have what they call God houses. And each one of these God houses be like a little mailbox. But to appease the multiple gods that there, they leave fruit and candy and cakes and all that. Right. And they have to burn these papers continuously. So the God maker in all of Asia is in Malacca. And he was one that made all the houses and had made all the papers. And so that's all, that, that was a big deal. And we stopped there and I asked my host, I said, can I go in? They said, no, that's the God maker's place. You can't go in there. And I said, I want to go in. And so I went in. The little old God maker was about 85 years old. It just happened that day is his birthday and he had a big celebration. Had long fingernails and a long beard. Typical uh, Asian gentleman. I can picture that. Yeah, I mean, he was just so cute. And he wanted to know what I was. Now, I didn't speak his language and he didn't speak mine. But I was walking all over and I put my hands up like this and he wanted to know what I was doing. And they said, she's blessing your papers. And actually what I was doing is every time you burn this thing, I release the revelation of sonship and adoption of going Jesus Christ. And you know, I just, I, <laughs> he I only figured, knew what <laughs> and he was excited about me praying over his papers and I was excited over praying over it. And so he invites me through this interpreter to come to the hotel since I have no place to go and come to this beautiful 14 course uh, uh, Asian dinner and it was his birthday and I said I'd love to come. So we get there and his wife is blind and she has diabetes and so the grandson comes to me and says can your God heal my, my grandmother? I said of course no problem at all. And he said, really? And I said, oh, absolutely. I mean, don't even, don't even think about it. 
And I'm thinking, I'm too far out here to get back. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's now or nothing. And uh, act like you know what you're doing. So it's the... Uh, that's well, you, t you told me something I've heard before. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Risk. She's doing it. <laughs> so I said to the God maker in front of all of his heirs, and he was one of the richest men in all of Asia, I said, the, the only catch to this is that when God restores your wife's eyesight, will you renounce all the other gods? And I mean, it was like when E.F. Hutton speaks and they, he looks at, looks at his wife and he looks at his grandkids and his whole life is there and he's holding his little wife's face and they're talking. I can't understand what they're saying. And then he turned to me. He says, if your God will open her eyes and she can see, I will renounce all the false gods. Wow. And I said, nothing to it. And I turned around and laid hands on her eyes and come now you are one risk taker, let me tell you. I don't have any reputation to lose, you know, so here we are. Somebody's going to have to act like they believe the Word of God. Okay, uh, so you put hands on her. I put my her, hands on her, and I said, Re I released vision to you. Name Took my it. hands down, and he's looking at her, and he's going, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to get it. And she goes, oh, yeah, no, go to And then he's looking at her, and he's going, oh, yeah, no, go <laughs> and she's feeling his face and he's crying and she's crying. Everybody in the room is crying. She could see. God opened her eyes. Tell me, tell me one of your, I, I mean, you have been walking in the supernatural for 40 years. Tell me one of your favorite keys, if you will. To walk in the realm of the supernatural, um, believing God to believe God. Uh, we, we prophesy, we move by faith. We, all that we do, we do according to the faith of God that is in our heart. Now you have two kinds of faith. You have a fruit, you have a gift. Gifts are given, fruits grown. Proximity is a very important thing. You need to get in touch with people who are moving in the realm of the supernatural. When I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like I told you earlier, if there'd been a premium on ignorance, I'd have had an award. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what I was doing, so I had no limitations. And so I found out that the desire, when God puts a desire in your heart, like I had a desire to prophesy. And what stirred that desire was that I read in the Bible that he who prophesies is more valuable to the kingdom of God than he that just speaks in an unknown tongue. Now, the least of the gifts will open the door for, the, for all the gifts to move into our life. So when I wanted to know how to prophesy, I had to look around and find somebody that was doing it. And I went to this lady and I said to her, I said, well, I really want to prophesy. And she smiled at me with that all-knowing smile. She says, no, why would you want to do that? And I said, because the Bible says, he who prophesies, it's he, honey, not she. And uh, <laughs> I said, oh my goodness, this is not for women. And she says, no, this is for your husband. And I said, what about women that don't have a husband? No, it's just for women that's got a husband. And she was sincere as she could be. Many people are sincere. They're just sincerely wrong. Right. And that, <laughs> so I... I said, okay, and it was all right with me. If that's, way, if that's what God wanted, I didn't have any fault with that. And so I said, thank you very much. And I turned around, and the word of the Lord would come unto you, for you have informed my head incorrectly, for in Christ there is neither male nor female, and the word of God will bubble forth. And that would, <laughs> where did that, that was come a, from? I, I, <laughs> Behold, the tabernacle of God is with the redeemed. <laughs> he just opened up and let him out. God is looking for somebody to agree with him. So what did she say? She was astounded. But then since then, of course, that was uh, 45 years ago. Since then, um, they have seen God do these incredible things with the prophetic voice of God that heals the wounded body of Christ. Would you use that prophetic voice and pray for people right now? 
Father, in the authority of the wonderful name of Jesus, the name that is above everything that's got a name, I take dominion and power and authority over plots, plans, schemes, thoughts, and ideas that the evil one has. Devil, I want to remind you right now, you think you're the prince of the airwaves, and I tell you, the king of glory has certainly defeated you. You're old, you're ugly, you'll never know the love of God, you'll never know anything about a glorified body, and we decree it, proclaim it, and establish it. And those that are within the hearing of my voice, I loose the vibrations of heaven and the frequency of life. I take authority over unbelief and everything that does not align itself with the infallible, inerrant, awesome Word of God. I prophesy to it. I decree to it. I declare to it. You have no power. I arrest you in the name that is above everything. In name of Jesus. Now may the ministering spirit sent forth from God to aid us who are the heirs of salvation. You mighty angelic beings, go and arrest the trespassers and release the joy of the Lord. I'll tell you what, the devil must be nervous when this woman starts speaking a prophetic word. And I'm going to give you a prophetic word. Jesus is returning soon. And if you confess your sins, His blood is more than enough to wash it away. Ask Him to live inside of you, become your Lord, and you will experience your destiny, your purpose, and peace and love. Do it now. Well, Clarice, I read your book, Ridiculous Miracles, and they are really ridiculous. They're outrageous, some of them. But I have to tell you what happened to me, and I'm sure you get these reports all over the place, my faith was stretched. Uh, and, and there's an anointing. I, I don't know if God, I know you're a prophetess. I don't know if God told you there's an anointing on that book to stretch people's faith and make them feel like they don't have to be a superstar to do walk in miracles and outrageous uh, faith. Well, you know, the, I believe with all my heart that ordinary people can do extraordinary things and we will agree with God and see something wonderful take place. Well, tell me about why you wrote the book and why you produced this CD package. The reason that I wrote the book was because I know that we're entering into a time in our community, in our culture, and in the world where it's going to take divine intervention to bring people together. There must be the power, the dunamis of God that's shown forth, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. And that's been my life. And so consequently, we just decided we would just document these ridiculous miracles and people's faith would grow up. And they would say, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And that was the motivator. And, And your three CD set, Seeing the Invisible Clearly, what was the motivation behind that? Giving testimony and giving people the scripture to be able to understand and comprehend their invitation from God that the Lord would speak to us and tell us, come up here and see what I see. We're learning how to ascend on wings of worship and praise to be seated in heavenly places and begin to see things from God's perspective because before it happened, it was over in God's side. God always begins at the end. And so when we begin to see from His perspective, we create with God by calling the things that are not to be the things that are. Now, tell me about, I mean, talk about uh, ridiculous miracles. This is, I don't know if I call this ridiculous. This is, maybe there's a word beyond ridiculous. Uh, When you were doing the three CD series, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you something, it is so profound. It's going to open up a lot of the supernatural to you from a perspective you've never seen before. You started 
teaching, I'm finding money, and what happened to you? Well, I was preparing for a ministry. My uh, administrative assistant was helping me, and we were getting ready to go, and I had done the first in the series, uh, and of course, the concept was, behold, it's in the house. Whatever you need, it's in the house. If it is no longer I, but Christ that lives, and God is in us, then we care. We are, we're the uh, God houses, if you will, and wherever you go, God is there. So everything that you have need of, and we begin to change our talk, rather than talking about what I need, we begin to talk about undiscovered resources resources. And while I was teaching that, we were preparing to go and do ministry in another city. And my assistant came in and she said, you're not going to believe this. I found an envelope and in the envelope was $1,500. Well, we were just amazed. We're not the kind of people that leave $1,500 down. And then my husband came in and he says, listen, he says, I went to the bank and he said, I was closing out uh, an account. And he says, I opened your lockbox, which was empty. And he was buying a new key. And he says, I found $18,000. And then later on that evening, I was going through my books and came out and there was another $13,000 money appeared on the bed, money appeared everywhere. We decided to say, listen, let's don't even go minister. Let's stay right here in this portal and find out that there is kingdom finances. So I encourage you that with God, all things are possible. Rather than being need-oriented, man-centered, entertainment-based, we need to begin to say, I have some undiscovered resources and God is limitless. How would you like to get Clarissa's 40 years of walking in ridiculous miracles in a book. Uh, I have to tell you, Clarice, <laughs> uh, you're laughing, but you went through a lot of um, a lot of pain. A lot of pain. And but but guess what? Out of that pain came the sweetness of intimacy with God. Absolutely. And as she goes through her 40 years of one ridiculous miracle after another, one amazing circumstance after another, it, it's like your faith will just go boom, 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 boom. So I can't wait to get our Ridiculous Miracles package to you. The book, Ridiculous Miracles, the three CD set, Seeing the Invisible Clearly. I want you to get started partnering with God to see the most incredible, impossible miracles in your life. Call now to get this resource in your hands. Clarice Fluitt's book, Ridiculous Miracles in Three CD Set, Seeing the Invisible Clearly for an investment of 35 US dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. 2697. Or go to our website at SidRoth.org. That's SidRoth.org. Clarice Fluitt's offer, number 9374, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9374. Once again, the offer number is 9374. Next week on It's Supernatural, my guest went to heaven and was given books to read on how to pierce the veil so that the Father's blessings can come upon us. How many of you would like to learn what he read in heaven? Interested? Your gifts to this ministry will help Sid air It's Supernatural in Israel 28 times a week and distribute his evangelistic book to the Jewish people worldwide.